Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Mentium podcast. It is Mentium's 30th anniversary this year. So to celebrate this momentous occasion, Mentium is producing 30 stories for 30 years. Each episode will feature one of Mentium's outstanding mentors sharing their stories about leadership, life, and the transformative power of mentoring. My name is Solveig Brown, and on this inaugural podcast, I am pleased to say that my guest is Mentium CEO and owner, Lynn Sontag. Lynn is a mentoring guru. She started her career at 3M, where she was responsible for developing, implementing, and facilitating internal mentoring programs and executive roundtables. Lynn joined Mentium in 1996 as the Vice President of Consulting Services and became the owner and CEO in 2002. Lynn has been a pioneer and leader in creating award-winning corporate mentoring programs that support leadership development and inclusion efforts in the global business community. To date, Mentium has over 80,000 participants in 70 countries. Lynn is a recipient of the Business Journal's Women's Changemakers Award. She has served on the University of St. Thomas Opus College of Business Advisory Board, and she is an active member of several professional organizations that support women-owned businesses and women in leadership. Lynn leads her team with humility, authenticity, and grace, and feels grateful to do work that makes a difference and helps people step into their best selves. Welcome, Lynn. I am so glad to have you as a guest today. Thank you so much, Salve, for that one, that introduction. It's great to be here with you today. Well, congratulations on the 30th anniversary of Mentium. This podcast is such a great idea. What made you decide to do a podcast to celebrate Mentium's 30th anniversary? Well, as you may have guessed from my introduction already, pure gratitude. Uh, in 30 years, Mentium has had over 80,000 participants across the globe. And we couldn't have done this without the generosity of our mentors, you know, leaders who are committed to helping that next generation of leaders. So there isn't a day that goes by where I don't hear from a mentee or a mentor about how this mentoring experience has changed their life. And I often interview mentees as well as mentors. Um, and I can tell you that the mentees are amazing in their commitment to wanting to step into the best of themselves. So that gives me hope for the future of the planet. And so I just thought this would be so exciting to share their stories this way. Oh, that is great. I'm so looking forward to hearing the stories of all these voices of experience and these wonderful mentors. So Lynn, as we heard in the introduction, you have devoted your professional life to mentoring. You started out at 3M and then decided to work for Mentium 25 years ago. And in 2002, you purchased Mentium and have been leading the organization ever since. Can you tell me more about what inspired you to buy Mentium? <laughs> well, it's a great question. Uh, I would love to say that it was planned, <laughs> but mostly it was being in the right place at the right time with a willingness to risk walking into the unknown. You know, I have a vivid memory of uh, the founder confiding in me that she was ready to retire. And I went home and talked to many, many people about buying the company from Gail, my husband and colleagues. And however, it wasn't until later that in the game that I thought, hmm, I should call my mentor at the time. 
And I called him, but he wasn't around. And, you know, by the time he called me back, I had already bought Mentium. <laughs> but, you know, before I told him that I had bought Mentium, I asked him, do you think I can, you know, I can lead Mentium? And there was this long pause. And then he said, well, there's potential. <laughs> That's my story. And I'm here 19 years later. And he was right. There was potential. Uh, but more than that, I have personally experienced the support of mentors and wanted to provide that opportunity to others. You know, after all, learning through others is easier than making all of the mistakes yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and that is such a great story of risk taking, you know, of being there on the precipice of like kind of a scary decision and just deciding to go for it. And you're a living example of, you know, kind of just jumping in and, and being bold and taking action. And you're like, yeah, here I am 19 years later going strong. <laughs> so that is that is great. Um, so back in the 90s, when most leaders were men, Mentium made the commitment to create mentoring programs that would support women in leadership. Um, then in 2008, Mentium launched the Momentum Mentoring Program for professionals of color. Can you give me some examples of how these programs have helped drive diversity, equity, and inclusion? Oh, another, another great question. <laughs> Uh, you know, Mentium's mission is about helping individuals thrive, and through that, then their organizations become successful. The data and the business case for diversity and inclusion um, in the environment has been around for decades, really decades, in my early days when I was back at 3M. But you can't get there without equity, without equal access, without, uh, you know, equal pay and respect for all. Um, and this has been painfully apparent this last year in ways that now demand our attention that we just have to address. Um, so the Mentium programs were kind of ahead of the curve in some of those ways in that, um, you know, we have successful leaders who share their wisdom and life experiences in a safe and confidential space that supports women and people of color to find their voice. And that's the key thing, to find their voice. You know, it gives them the confidence to go into their organizations and, you know, work for change. Uh, you know, it has to be everybody working to change these cultures and to help people, you know, be successful and grow into the leadership positions um, and address these really um, complex issues. So, but even more than that, what I have found over the years is that it allows the mentors who are senior leaders in their own organizations to see the flaws in the system and then to see how they can drive change in their organizations. So it's, you know, again, it's been a focus for Mentium for a long time, but it's about helping people see things differently and having the courage to go make that change. Right. Yeah. So do you have any examples of, you know, of, of, of stories of mentors and mentees in these programs that have really created this moment of change and this moment of confidence and this moment of being able to empower someone's voice? You know, so um, <laughs> I have lots of stories. Those are always hard to, to um, you know, to really uh, define, but, you know, I'll, 
you know, I'll take, I'll be brave and share a really early on story with the Momentum program. Um, and uh, this was a uh, in the back in the Momentum days. There were um, we had a group component, so they, you know, we had a cohort of twenty five uh, professionals of color. With um, then they each had mentors as well. So one month they would meet with their cohort, and one month they would meet with their mentor. Um, and we would uh, work them through some content. Well, they had really kind of, we were able to build the, um, the trust in the group enough for have some very vulnerable and deep conversations. And I'll never forget uh, one of the women, and this was only in 2008, uh, saying, uh, I was told by my manager that uh, if I, if I uh, continue to keep my hair the way I have it, and she had it in cornrows, um, which is common, you know, a common uh, hairstyle, for African-American um, men and women um, that, she, you know, that she would not progress in the organization, that she needed to consider that uh, this was probably not the place for her. Wow. Um, and when you aren't expecting that and when it's all about, you know, how you look versus yeah. how you uh, perform in the organization and um, you don't, you're just really taken aback. Cause I remember I had some of those experiences myself in my early days at 3M. Uh, where I was just taken back by someone commenting on my looks. And, uh, you know, so this person was able to then have a dialogue with their mentor about this comment from the manager and put an action plan together. First of all, determine, is this a, was this the place for her? Was that organization something that she could thrive in? But also was, you know, what, uh, what action plan did she want to put together so that she could work through this? Because uh, it was, a, you know, certainly a complex uh, issue at the time. And her mentor was able to walk her through and help her plan different scenarios. Ultimately, she did decide to stay at the organization, but she was able to work through, she had to work around the manager, frankly, but she was able to work through that in a way that allowed her to get into a different part of the organization where she felt uh, respected and seen. Right. And just having that external mentoring support really kind of gave her the ability to talk it through with someone and, and make a strategy and figure that out. Absolutely. Yeah, that is a really powerful story. Um, it, it kind of goes along with one of the things I hear you say often, and you say that mentoring happens at the difference. Can you explain what this means and give me an example of how this mentoring happens at the difference? Sure. Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, so often people think that the best mentor for them is someone that they instantly connect with. And generally speaking, when people informally look for their own mentor, they will choose someone who already aligns with their values, their thinking, and therefore reinforces their version of and view of the world. You know, so what we have learned is that, you know, dialoguing and working with a mentor who is different from you, different life experiences, different perspectives on issues that we all grapple with challenges you in unexpected ways that allows you to step outside of what you think you know. And that's kind of the key for learning. Right. Wow. Yeah, that is, that is really great. Do you have any examples of people that mentored where that mentoring at the difference really made an impact of someone that might have been like, oh, why did you set me up with this mentor? They're so different from me. And then kind of having a turnaround story. Yeah. 
Yeah, we get that a lot, actually. You know, we'll get a few mentees that reach out to us after they've been matched and say, I can't see why you matched us. And then, you know, we say meet a couple times, you know, and by the third time they're saying, wow, this was not what I expected and so powerful. Well, I do have, uh, so we matched one time, we matched a, a, a chief diversity officer at a pretty, a medium-sized, I would say a medium-sized company uh, with actually someone who was retired from a very large organization. And um, he was, came out of the operations. It was manufacturing in the auto industry and he'd come out of operations and she was coming out of, had some, uh, an industry that was related to uh, the auto industry, but, um, but not uh, alike at all. And she was, again, uh, you know, trained around human resources and all the complexities of, you know, cultures and, and she was really trying to push her uh, HR and diversity inclusion uh, agenda really hard with her senior leader. She reported directly to the CEO and she was, and she could not for the life of us thought why, uh, understand why we would match her with an operations leader who had no background in any of this um, and was pretty direct and straightforward and by the numbers. And uh, after a couple of conversations, as she was talking to him about how to position and present to the C-suite about what she, what the, uh, her business case for, you know, spending more money in the organization around these strategies that she wanted to implement, she realized that it was actually the perfect match because he was going to question everything about coming back to what do you want the outcome to be, but also what is, what's in it for them? What is the, you know, why do they want to spend this money? What's the money? What, what's, what's the business case behind that they can, what are the numbers that they can do this, you know, that, that makes them want to do this? And so she was able to, she completely redid her presentation and got the budget she was looking for, but she said she would never been able to do that without being matched to this mentor. That is a great example, you know, of that difference coming in with a different perspective because he obviously had thought of things or was in a position where he had a very different view of the situation. And then so she could arrange her proposal to meet that as well. Wow. So Mentium's motto is changing lives one match at a time. Can you talk more about the mentoring relationship and why it is such a powerful tool for transformation? Yeah, well, uh, yes, absolutely. You know, we always say that matching is the most important component of a mentoring experience, and it is our secret sauce. <laughs> and yeah. you know, I, I would say while every mentee and mentor completes a profile, we interview every mentee and mentor. And and you know, during the interview, if a mentee shares with us, you know, what the, they want someone with global experience, for example, we want to know why. Um, you know, and a, a computer can't do that. Um, so it's really important to understand the nuances, what somebody's looking for in a mentor. Uh, and we always say, tell us more. What are you hoping to learn from this person in regards to this topic? Well, that's really important because it is matching is the most critical component of a transformational mentoring experience. You have to go into, you're, you're meeting with a stranger um, and you're going to kind of eventually what you know is that you're going to get vulnerable. You might bare your soul 
in many cases, you might actually cry. <laughs> we do that. We're humans. Yeah. Um, and, and as a mentor, you have to be able to share what hasn't worked for you. You have to be able to get off that pedestal to some degree and uh, say, hey, you know, I've been there. And, you know, we can, you know, I know you can get through this kind of thing. And here's my experience, not, you know, your experience will be different, but let's learn together and we'll put an action plan together. Again, it's about that action plan. And so the transformation really is, it's, it's amazing to think that this person is here for you. They are all volunteers and that they're committed to you without really a hidden agenda, you know, that they're there to help you find the best of yourself and to step forward. And that's all, you know, they're not working for your organization in our cross company programs. So you have somebody that just is there for you. And I think that's really how the transformation happens is that I can be authentic. I can be vulnerable and I can be real with this person. Yeah, that is a great way to summarize that authentic, vulnerable and real. And it creates that safe space. Um, and also, it seems like the mentors have learned from their years of experience and many times have gone through similar challenges. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested in your 25 years at Mentium. What have you learned? <laughs> oh, that's a book. I need to write yeah. a book on <laughs> you that do. one. <laughs> and it'd be, it's so thick, I don't know that I could do it. But, um, you know, I shared this with the Mentium team not long ago, and I think it's really a, a really appropriate here. You know, one of the, the first thing I would say is you are enough. You have everything that you need to craft the life you envision. Um, and so, you know, the more years that have passed in my life, and I'm going, I'm in decade number six, the more I understand this. Uh, you know, a, a well-lived life comes from the core of who you are and how you show up in the world. It's not the things you have or what others say about you. So you're, you are enough. And this is what mentors do so well is that they help you envision that and, and find that within yourself. And second, life is about learning and it's hard. Uh, <laughs> you will fail often um, all the step of the way. So it's not, it's not that one and done and now I know it and you know I can move on. But you know, this will bring richness to your life journey. And you know, that that you probably will only appreciate later in life. Um, but it would, and I know it would be great. I often say to myself, why didn't I learn this when I was in my 20s? It would be great to learn all these things about the universe when we're young. Yes. Um, you know, but uh, you know, time and experience really help us realize the gift of being human on this incredibly beautiful planet. And, you know, and that's a gift in and of itself. And the third thing that I would say is be generous, compassionate, and assume positive intent, which is just another way to say forgive, forgive yourself and forgive others. We are all works in progress. I'm still learning. When I think about how naive I was in my 20s and my 30s, I failed often and I just didn't know it. <laughs> so those are the three things that I would point to. Those are great things. And I, I personally hope you write that book because as you were saying that, I'm like, oh yeah, it just, it just really resonated with me. Um, I have heard you talk a lot about gratitude. You brought it up in the introduction and um, I hear you speak on it so often. Can you tell me you know, what role gratitude has played in your personal life and in your leadership style? 
Wow. You know, that that's another really great, but really big question about, you know, how do you really get there on a day-to-day basis and then over your lifetime? But, you know, leading others is a responsibility and it's not easy because you have to be strong enough to do what's right, which isn't always what's popular. Um, we've, we've seen that over and over again in the leaders and I could not have stepped into my authentic self and humbly led without the support of my family, my friends, my colleagues, and in a 40 year career, my many mentors, frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I am grateful every day. I am grateful when I wake up in the morning and I can take a deep breath. I know others that can't. And I want to, over the years, I've just learned to be grateful for the little things as well as the big things. And so I'm, you know, grateful that I get to do this wonderful mission-driven work. Um, and I'm so grateful that Mentium is still here 30 years later. Yes. Um, and I, I just, I just, um, you know, that is how I start every day because again, life is hard and you're going to need that gratitude to get you through some days. Right. Right. Yeah. And, um, just seeing the powerful impact of changing lives one match at a time and just all those different routes that that one mentoring relationship creates all the possibilities it opens up and I love for you that the foundation is always about gratitude and just being so grateful for like you said the big things and the small things um, well, then we have time for three final questions. And um, these are ones I'm going to ask everyone throughout this series. Um, so do you have habits that you feel have contributed to your success? I don't know that I have habits exactly. But what I can tell you is I'm stubborn. And I don't easily give up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably what others would just how they would describe me when I'm trying to um, you know, handle a challenge or uh, problem solve, or even in a, from an innovative standpoint. Right. You're determined. You're going to, you're going to find a solution. You're going to find a way. Yes. Yes. And then what would your advice be to up and coming leaders? You know, I wish I would have told myself, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you said, what would I tell my 20, 30 year old self? And it's like, go of your fear and have an attitude of abundance. Mm-hmm. That is great advice. Wow. And then do you have a favorite saying, quote, or motto? Well, I do. Um, I mean, I have many, yes. <laughs> many quotes, um, but I, one of the ones that I love from Lucille Ball is love yourself first and everything else falls into line. Oh my gosh. I love that. That is a great one to leave us with. Love yourself first and everything else falls into line. Wow. Lynn, thank you so much for being my guest today. I am truly grateful to have had this conversation with you. Your passion for mentoring is inspiring. Thank you for sharing such great stories and wisdom from the past 25 years at Mentium. And thank you all for listening to this Mentium podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For additional resources, you can find the show notes on the Mentium website. See you all next time.